0: aloha this is abe's ukulele podcast and i'm abe thank you so much for joining me if you are a new listener this is a podcast for players and teachers of the ukulele to get better at that and just share the aloha this is part three of a special series i'm doing on the allegheny ukulele soiree an awesome ukulele festival in altoona pennsylvania which is right in the Allegheny Mountains. Beautiful location, great event, hosted by some awesome people and lots of cool players. My normal podcast schedule is one episode per month, but if you would like to be notified of the new episodes, make sure you subscribe wherever you are listening to this from. Personally, I like to use Pocket Casts, which is an app for iOS and Android, and you just go in, find the podcast, Abe's Ukulele Podcast, and hit subscribe, and then you'll get a little notification on your phone. Um, If you listen to this any other way, whether it's uh, on your computer or on your phone, I'd love to hear about it um, because I love podcasts also. Um, Please send me a message at podcast at ukuleleabe.com. I love chatting with uh, anyone who sends me an email And you also still have a chance to win the Crystal Colored Koaloha Strings in a few days. In June, I will be picking the winner from the people who have left me a review on iTunes and sent me a note so that I know who you are. You can't just leave a review because I can't actually find you through the iTunes store, right? (laughs) Anyway. I'm really excited to be able to say this show is directly supported by listeners like you over at patreon.com slash ukuleleabe. And if you would like to make a one-time donation, because I have been asked, um, right now the best way is to just buy my album, actually, and that's also at ukuleleabe.com. So today's episode is a conversation with Danielle Ate the Sandwich, um, wonderful musician from Colorado. We talked about how to pronounce ukulele and <laughs> how to write songs. So, I hope you enjoy it. Just as another note, the audio for these recordings is not perfect because it's recorded in a side room next to a workshop that was going on. Personally, I love it because it makes me feel like I'm actually there. But anyway, here it is. Enjoy. Danielle Ate the Sandwich is the stage name of pop folk songwriter Danielle Anderson. Based in Fort Collins, Colorado, Danielle has been touring nationally since 2009 after cultivating an online following from her homemade videos on YouTube. In 2016, Danielle Ate the Sandwich released her sixth full-length album, The Terrible Dinner Guest, recorded in Norfolk, Virginia and supported by a fan-funded Kickstarter campaign. Danielle has toured the United States since 2009, has made appearances internationally, opened for Mumford & Sons, Suzanne Vega, toured with Pomplamoose, and wrote the soundtrack to the Emmy-nominated HBO documentary, Packed in a Trunk, The Lost Art of Edith Lake Wilkinson. Danielle Ate the Sandwich is happily based in Fort Collins, Colorado. right, so I'm here at the Allegheny Ukulele Soiree once again. This time I'm sitting down with Danielle Ate the Sandwich.
1: Hey, everybody out there. Hey, Kevin.
0: (laughs) Kevin is uh, one of our friends. So uh, thank you for sitting down with me and talking about ukuleles.
1: I love it. I love to talk. I say ukuleles.
0: Okay. I
1: respect and appreciate (laughs) those who say Mm uks, but I don't feel like I... um, uh, I don't know, culturally connect to the ability to be fancy like mm. that. I'm sort of I was born in Nebraska, so it ah. feels like I say bag, bag and bagel and I say ukulele, <laughs> so you can say uk, but I'll say okay yuk. yeah, i. I, potato, I go back potato. and forth.
0: Sometimes I don't notice. And then other times I have to like force myself to say it one way. And then I feel silly after. Like so it doesn't I, really I used matter. to do that.
1: I used to do it around certain company like ukulele. Like you from I respect, okay, I to... you're from Hawaii. I, I need to respect <laughs> it. But then I was just like, no. Then I then I forgot. It's like getting lost in a lie uh, where yeah. you're like, wait, does this person think I say ukulele or <laughs> like ukulele? Puerto
0: Rico or Puerto <laughs> <Right>. Rico.
1: <laughs> or quesadilla. Yeah. That's, That's not yeah, how you say
0: it. I don't even know. I, I just say yeah, ukulele. as long as you know what Come instrument. As you are. Um sometimes I'll say ukulele and somebody will ask me, "What? What?" and I'll say, "Ukulele." And they'll, "Oh, okay." Oh, how funny. Ukulele.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's um, that different.
0: And then even the beginning and the end is you can pronounce them differently. Cuz you can say lele or Lele. or, lele? or Anyway, I don't know. Or lela. Like super southern anyway. So, uh you're here teaching about songwriting and yeah. you have written quite a lot of songs yeah I've
1: been songwriting since I was a kid and since I've been a kind of a pro musician actually mm-hmm. singing and performing these songs in public I've released six full-length albums of original music Wow! and I'm teaching a songwriting workshop today mm-hmm. at the Allegheny Ukelele soiree and um, sorry sorry <laughs> I don't know <laughs> there's a lot of hard words here this weekend um, <laughs> but uh, the ability to teach songwriting is something i had to wrap my head around cuz as as it was something that i worked on and mm-hmm. grew to know how to do on my own i really had to like break it down and think about what i was doing to be able yeah. to teach it to other people mm-hmm. and even even after i was able to do that i feel like it's kind of an elusive concept because you can have like the toolbox of certain things and know things about poetry or meter Mm -hmm. or rhyme or melody. Um, but it still has a lot to do with like who you are as, as a performer and as Mm -hmm. a, as a writer. And it's a lot of like style and um, Mm -hmm. choices. So there's stuff that can be taught. Um, but I think it's really one of those things someone has to take and run with and develop into their own thing as opposed to like a left-hand technique Mm -hmm. of like playing scales. You play the scale. As mm. the scale is written. Yeah. Um, but songwriting is cool and mm-hmm. also intimidating, um, because you can sure. kind of take it a million different ways and you really have to figure out what you want to say as mm-hmm. an artist.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Could you, could you expand on that idea of like how you write songs?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I start and finish in all sorts of ways. The most common for me is to start with chords on Mm -hmm. the ukulele. It usually happens when I'm like thumbing around and noodling around on my instrument and I happen to play a chord progression I like Or I find a chord that sounds kind of cool and interesting. And then I might look up chords that go along with it. Because I'm actually not a pro music. Like I I didn't study music Mm. therapy or theory. Um, But I have to look a lot of stuff up or I sound it out. I have a strong Mm -hmm. ear, um, Mm. but not a strong technical background. So I um, fumble around essentially on the ukulele, find something that I like, play it over and over and then start to kind of sing things over it, whether it's humming a melody Mm -hmm. or a word comes to mind or a phrase falls out. Sometimes I pull out little ideas that I had stored in a notebook, but a lot of times it's just in the moment, and sometimes those lines stay in the song for the course Mm -hmm. of the song's life, and sometimes I change them. Because with my songs, there's sort of the initial um, spitting of all the things that come out of you, and you just like let it fall out. Yeah um, the throw up, uh, the amazing process of throwing up beautiful poetry. Uh, and then from there you edit like crazy. And, um, but I also have like, I drive a lot and I tour mm. as a, as a traveling musician. So I have a lot of time in the car where I'm sort of like humming to myself and singing mm. little things. And I try to record them when I can. And then to go back to the ukulele and like pick out a part that, I could use as accompaniment, that's more difficult for me because I'm a stronger Mm. singer than I am a player. Mm. And so sometimes I'm like, shoot, I sang too good of a melody and I don't know how to accompany it on a ukulele. So I kind of have to find the middle ground. Mm. And in the uh, the songwriting workshop itself, I kind of break it down uh, you really have to simplify because you only have an hour to teach yeah. the basics. So I, I feel like I can't overload them with too much.
0: So they're not going to have a song after the workshop.
1: Well, I, <laughs> I, I intend to have them um, start a song. Mm, that's good. Um, so they do feel like they got something yeah. out of it. But I, I kind of go like, here are some basic and common chord progressions. Some mm-hmm. they might even recognize or you, a uh, mm-hmm. podcast listener, might recognize if you play any instrument at all. Probably
0: ukulele you probably play uk- if you don't i don't know why you are Why listening. are you listening to this get out of here
1: guitar guys um no just kidding <laughs> hey, you, you're like welcome you're too. welcome i do too um blah blah blah, blah. what was i saying oh
0: Actually yeah breaking it down
1: song. to chord progressions and then um i really love to focus on the poetry and the song writing the lyrics mm. so i try to do like writing prompts and then say like okay if you uh, thought of If when I said popcorn, you thought of butter, describe butter using the five senses. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that you've described butter using the five senses, try to write a sentence about butter using those Mm -hmm. things. And then from that line that you wrote, uh, think of a second line that maybe rhymes or slant rhymes with it. And then Mm -hmm. how does that go with your chords? So it's like slowly building the line.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that's a good way to start. But the the goal, I would say, as a songwriter is similar to the way you play when you learn a song. You kind of figure out the bones and you get the chords and, okay, the strum pattern is this. And then once you really learn it well and can freely play it and enjoy mm-hmm. yourself, it comes a little more naturally.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what I would hope for any songwriter. The more you do it, the easier it gets and the more you kind of go, okay, oh, I, I could try that instead of this. Um, but just like everything else, performing and, um, mastering, uh, finger picking or, you know, like the fan strum, you have to practice. And as you do it, when it, when you first do it, it feels weird and you mm-hmm. look stupid. You look really stupid, Kevin. And then as you do it more and more, you start to look better and it starts <laughs> to make sense. Kevin and you can is, uh, listening. Doing, I'm just going to harass Kevin all getting, day getting long.
0: Total personal, uh, lecture here. Yeah.
1: Pick, pick pick somebody in the crowd.
0: Yeah. Name him. I'm I'm sure someone here at the Smart I don't race think I've met
1: any Kevins. There's got to be at least
0: there's one Kevin be one. in. And we're close to Scranton, so there's a Kevin in the office. <laughs> um anyway, so you said no music theory, six albums. So, do you need music theory? You don't. You
1: don't. I <laughs> don't mm-hmm. I don't think you need to be a professional Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or you know, like a totally studied, mastered mm-hmm. music theorist. Um, I will say, I'm I'm kind of glad I started where I did because it allowed me to be really free and flexible with my creativity. Mm-hmm. But now, as a professional musician, I sort of miss that I didn't get some of those components. Mm-hmm. I can still go back and learn. Turns yeah. out, when you're an adult, you can still learn. You, you just have learn, to dedicate the time. You yeah, <laughs> you just have to not be a lazy. Um yeah. uh but uh there's times, especially like Yukfest, when I'm teaching and I don't know the proper way to explain something mm-hmm. or when I'm communicating with other musicians mm. who are skilled in music theory. Sometimes so sometimes they don't know. Sometimes <laughs> they don't know. It's sort of just the language, like speaking mm-hmm. language and when you meet someone who speaks the language um, you can communicate with them better. Yeah. And then also it'd be, it'd be helpful to know the answer if I'm like stuck and I need the third chord of the progression. I'm oh, like, yeah. what chord is that? Look it up. Um, look <laughs> it up. Yeah. But that's, that, those are the times when I'm like, I wish I would have learned this I stuff. Know. It's a but little
0: bit quicker, but
1: yeah, I do think that, um, I think I'm, I'm just the type of person who I don't get super focused on mm-hmm. any any one thing or go too into the details, I like to sort of skim the surface and then take it and make mm-hmm. it my own. I think my creativity is sort of like my strength as a mm. performer and writer. Yeah. So I just have a weird warped imagination and no musical we theory. <laughs>
0: well, that's good.
1: I can barely make an Excel spreadsheet too, mm. so don't hire me to be your office receptionist.
0: I think I can use Excel, but I never do. So I don't really know. Right. I feel like, you know, like Word somebody asks, can you use Word? And I'm like, yes, but like, what? I never really Can't use it. everybody use so, Word?
1: If someone needs to ask, can you use Word, it makes me feel like there's like yeah. a secret, you know, panel that yeah, I don't gotta know be, about.
0: There's got to be some, you know. Because
1: like if you can type words, you can use menus. Word.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you change the font? I think I know. I don't use it enough to say. Oh, How do man. you get rid of the paperclip offering yeah. suggestions? Nobody knows. <laughs> somebody please email me and tell me how to get rid of it. no don't i don't use windows i'm sorry um and that's a whole other debate so so when i write songs it's kind of a mix of like everything do you find that you have like some sort of process you can force yourself into if you're uh i don't know if this is the right way to say it. like you know you're in a time crunch or like you you really want to write something and you have to kind of push it if there's some sort of habit or like process you can get yourself into because for me i find the ways i write every song is so completely different sometimes i'll start with a chord progression like you were mentioning sometimes i'll have an idea for a melody sometimes it'll be something i can't even hear in my head and it's like this rhythm with this thing and i'll try to record things to try and replicate it and then you know compare it to what i think is in my head um do you you find like you have something you can just fall back on if you're kind of stuck creatively? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I mean, I have stuff I can fall back on, but sometimes it feels like a disappointment too. Mm. I know what you mean about having an idea in your head or like, wouldn't it be cool if it sounded like this and and went here on the bridge? And then um, reality is a cold, harsh rug underneath (laughs) your feet. Um, So there are times when I'm like, oh man, I wanted this to sound this way, but instead I got this. And for me, a lot of it growing up and getting more experience has been letting go of some of those moments of Mm. like, maybe next time I can get it to be as perfect where I want. Maybe I need to push my ability. Maybe I need to consult somebody to help me who knows that that side of things more. Mm -hmm. Um, I always fall back on sweet, sweetly sung melodies Mm. and simple ukulele lines. And as I've gotten... Older, and as I have released six albums, for me it's like, okay, I can do that, what's next for me? And I've been thinking about trying to push myself to expand um, my instrument ability to kind of have cool and interesting uh, melodies on my instrument as Mm -hmm. well as in my vocals. Cause I rely really heavily on my vocals to be Mm -hmm. the most impressive thing and then like, There's nothing else. There's nothing really going on in the ukulele. Sometimes I'm just holding it. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm barely even making a sound out of this. Well, there you
0: go. Sometimes I need to have something. I feel really weird singing without an instrument or a music stand. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just need something there.
1: You just need something to hold for sure. In between you and the crowd. Oh, yeah. It's weird how much protection it serves, (laughs) right? To be like, you can't touch me because there's a little (laughs) ukulele in between us. I have
0: this thing here.
1: Yeah. And I think... um, Another thing is some songs take time. Some Mm -hmm. songs fall out of you magically in like a two hour sit session. So I think, um, it's, it's really, you just have to be patient with it and Mm -hmm. expect all kinds of things to happen. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, in my twenties I was super prolific and I released six albums and now it's kind of slowed down for me. And I'm kind of what I would say is in a writer's block Mm -hmm. and I freaked out about it a lot. And it's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you don't have to write six albums every decade. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> six how, albums how is a lot. How long did it take to
0: record the six?
1: Um, About 10 years. Wow. And so that's, that's you know, good. almost a, a record every, is that every two, every two, one and a half to two years. That's a lot. That's
0: six in 10 years.
1: <laughs> that's a lot, you know, and, um, part of it for me is just like relieving the pressure of like, Mm -hmm. if you can write a song in two hours, that's great. If you can write a song in three weeks, that's great. If you need two, uh, two years practice, Mm -hmm. attempt to write. But if you don't get anything great, don't give up. It's just sort of like a slow month or slow year. And, um, that's something I've been, a slow life. If you (laughs) never write a song, maybe you're not meant for it. Uh, Maybe. But there also is just like, just like performance. Sometimes you get up and do a really good job. Sometimes you mess up. Sometimes it stinks but it's just about getting up there and trying again. And there's no good answer for that. It's like getting over your humanness.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny if, I guess if it's like your job, like somebody's paying you and you have a contract, then it's completely different. But I still don't think that's what music is really about. It's even though that in that case, it's a performance and you're doing a job and you know, there's a standard you're going to be held to. But even then I think the music is probably the most important thing. And if you're like, messing up or whatever it is. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know what it is. The songs, they come out, like you said, sometimes so quickly, sometimes you're stuck. Um, I always hear the advice that creative work is just, you can work through so much crap Mm -hmm. that you make that is just bad and you know it's bad. And then eventually you get something really nice. Um, I'm finding I can have some sort of grasp after doing it for a while. Uh, a grasp as to how to do it better. But still it's like, if somebody asked me, how do you write a song? It's like, I don't really know. It appears I could tell you how nowhere. I do it in this song. I could tell you how I did it on this song. Yeah. It's I think different. if,
1: if you're out there listening and looking for like, how do I start? You can look up, Google simple ways to write start. a song and try all of them mm-hmm. and see what feels right to you. And, um, you, if I think if you like get a little idea for a song in a shower, mm-hmm. record it yeah. and think about it and see where it could come. Yeah. Cause I think the beauty is uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about creative creativity in a lot of ways. Like it's like a muse or like mm-hmm. you've been touched and like somebody's whispering the yeah. things into your ear and wh- whatever you think is happening. Mm-hmm. There is just that like, if you're given an idea, sit with it, think about it, yeah. mull it over, sit, it write it down on the page, percolate, um, <laughs> and then like, who knows what it could become. And I think that's a great way to just, I, I in my songwriting class, I talk about like just think, thinking and living as a songwriter, mm. everything that's happening around you could be a song. Mm-hmm. The dust on the shelf could be a song, the action in the room, yeah. um, outside of here could be a song. So like. You're never at a loss for what you could write about, but it definitely gets difficult to decide how you're going to talk about it, what you're going to say, mm-hmm. how you're going to sing it. And I think it's one of those things. There's like so many options. It gets hard to decide where to start. If there were yeah. just like one gate to get into songwriting, it, <laughs> I think it'd be no a lot one easier. Gate, no, there? there's like a hundred billion. Uh, you, there's just like creeps crawling in and out of the bushes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Bunch of creeps, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, I bonked the table.
0: Poor, poor Kevin. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, when you're um Yeah, there there's songs where I've I've played an idea and I recorded it and it turned into nothing. And then one day all of a sudden it's like, oh I got an idea and it works. Um and then other times it's just something out of nothing. It's like Yeah. Where does it come from? I don't know. Uh it gets better with time. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can really say.
1: I um I had my last album, which I released in two thousand sixteen was actually most mostly comprised of songs that I started several years before, because mm-hmm. I got hired to do uh, the soundtrack to a documentary film. Oh, cool. So I kind of pushed aside my personal songs yeah. to write these songs for this specific project about um, an artist. And that was weird and hard to mm-hmm. write for someone else's story. Yeah, film music. and my entrance to like her story was thinking about how I would feel. Like I think mm-hmm. we, who we are, how we feel, what we think about are great tools to always be carrying around. Mm -hmm. Like it's good to tell the story of other people, but to relate to them. If you're an empath, like you're already going to be a better songwriter if you're able to think about and relate to how other people might be feeling. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this project that was for hire that put a lot of pressure on me. I did my best to like tell a story of someone I knew nothing about, um, only through like what I was reading and yeah and things like that but i had to put my personal project on hold mm. um because i was working for about 2 years on that project and then when it was time again when i had finished that i was like oh i finally want to get these songs i've been working on mm-hmm. some of them i started like in 2013 wow. so i released the album in 2016 but some of the songs were already 3 years old and that's another thing is like some songs take 3 years and or they take 3 years to get out and then once yeah. you record them and start playing them live. You're like, oh, I should have done that on the bridge instead of that on mm. the what I did on the recording. Yeah. You just mentioned that you recorded an EP. Mm-hmm. How did that
0: go for you? Well, it was like a mix of all this stuff. <laughs> there was a uh, yeah. There's just so many different things. Most of it is just just spending the time with the song, either recording it and listening back, or just playing it live, like you said, and just kind of feeling what what do I feel like it needs. Um, like one of my favorite stories to tell is one of the songs, it felt like it needed a porch stomp. And in my head, there was a very specific sound. I don't know how I got the sound in my head, but somehow it was just this feeling of like, I need this sound. It needs to sound kind of old timey, but like just someone stomping on a porch. Almost like a bass drum, but not quite. So it was really fun just wandering around the studio, finding stuff to slap with my producer and just punch things. And then finally we got a little plywood set up and I was just stomping with my feet and put the mics on it and then we listened back and I realized okay that's the sound I was hearing in my head nice. and then other songs um I would go around on different instruments so for most of them for five of them it's six songs for five of them I have ukulele on them and then I would try the piano that he has a Rhodes and a Wurlitzer and all these other things I tried melodica in a few spots I got it in one spot um once we tried it, recorded it, sometimes it didn't really work. Sometimes it really did work. Um, for one of the songs, it was starting to lean towards a reggae sound. Mm. And we were like, do we want to go full reggae or not? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, let's just let's just chill and just let the song be what it is right now. So it was, um, what have we recorded then? Drums, bass, ukulele, I believe. And then at a certain point, I just had the idea, we need one of those really reverby. Snare drums. Do you know what I'm talking about? In snare uh yeah, I think in so. reggae. It's like oh, it's yeah. a really distinct sound. Um it's really high pitched, it rings. Maybe I could get a sound effect and play it right here. Bing. <laughs> Something like that. Um and then once we Is it a snare or like a snare? It steel is a drum? snare. It's a snare. Okay. But the way it's tuned, it's very um and also you play it on the rim as well. So it's like a rim shot and it's not dampened at all, I think. Wow, maybe I'm not I really know, a drummer, so I don't really know. Maybe but, I
1: know less about reggae than I thought. Whoa.
0: But anyway, when you hear the drum with the drum set, um, then it just, that was one of those moments where it's like, wow. okay, it's done. That just makes the song. Yeah, that's um,
1: great.
0: So a lot of it was experimenting with sounds. Um, some of it was, like I said before, chasing after the sound in my head. Um, and then a, a lot of it is just, I was playing with chord progressions for a long time that I loved and I would change little things about it. And then eventually I would actually put it into a form where it's like, I'm going to play this here and then I'm going to play this and I'm going to play this here. And then of course I realized this part's too long or too short, something like that. And then, yeah. So ultimately it's just about for me just spending the time with the song yeah. and it's, there's no, there's no one way to actually do that. It could just be sitting in your head and thinking about the words yeah. Um,
1: is it easy for you to, like, decide when the song is done? No. Like, this song <laughs> is finished, it's ready to be recorded, or ready to be performed, mm-hmm. even.
0: No. Most of the time, no. But sometimes, yes. Um, for a few of them, I feel like they're too short in general, but I'm happy with them being, like, studio versions.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: feel like if I play them live, they need to be longer. They need to have certain parts just stretched out. Um but yeah, for the most part, it's always like, what can be better? Especially because I feel like I'm still developing as a songwriter. It's kind of like, how can I make it better? Um, yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, I'm really happy with the way they turned out. And I actually like listening to them. And I heard that's a good indicator. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel it's like a little narcissistic. but Not at all. Um, you work hard. Just the fact that it's like, this is the kind of music I love. And that's what it's turning into. Um, It's really cool.
1: That's great. And I feel happy to hear that you had ideas and were able to execute them. I've had some of those like, oh, I think it'd be cool if we had this. And then I told the people I was working with and we all Mm -hmm. tried like different like synth settings and we just couldn't get it. And then the idea got scrapped. So it's frustrating when you can't get it to be just like that. And again, for me, a lot of it is letting go, like trying to fight for the thing Mm -hmm. you want to want it to be. But then also being like, well, we could make this into a sort of different song. Yeah, It's not where I wanted to go. That's what's hard for me. Again, there's so many options. Yeah, when you
0: change it completely different, you have to kind of just be patient. And then, um, sometimes it might end up better there. uh, One song I wanted to put on it. It had a, somehow it was another one of those things where it's like in my head, it sounds like this and it's a really big sound, but somehow we couldn't get the rhythm right. It's one of those really weird syncopated. Like I was playing it one way, The producer was hearing it one way. Mm. Somebody else was hearing it a different way. It's like, where's the beat? You know, I would play it with a metronome and still it would just change for everyone. And it's kind of like, I have to wait for this song. Maybe it's not going to turn into anything, but I'm pretty sure that um, I can't say conclusive concretely for right now, but I'm pretty sure it will influence other songs. I write just because of exploring like Mm -hmm. what I thought I wanted it to sound like, and then what we could actually create. It was just like, that's not what I wanted to sound like. Yeah. It's there somewhere.
1: And how about you're talking about working with the producer. This has always been hard for me. It's like once my songs are finished, which I usually write alone, turning, like showing them to other people Mm. and saying, what do you think about this? And what would you do with this? Is that Mm. hard for you to like trust other people?
0: Hmm. For me, um, so my EP was uh, crowd funded. So basically, all my friends funded it for me, which was amazing. Uh, this was the first time I worked with a producer. All the songs were not a hundred percent done. One of them was, and it was the first one with no ukulele. Um, I found it was like a kind of like an ego check. Like um, most of the time, I actually wasn't really sure of what I thought the best thing was, but. I have to play them for him. I had to give him my ideas and then he would just, you know, point out no or yes, or wow. this isn't going to work. That's going to work. This is too much. That sort of thing. It, it was, um, I find it to be very like direct and almost like I had to just forget about like my embarrassment immediately because mm-hmm. I knew, you know, kind of like when you take singing lessons, it's very, it's very personal compared to any other instrument. It's Like anytime there's a correction, it's like you, You know, you tend to take it personally. Um, Yeah, I found it to be actually really refreshing working it with the producer because he has all this experience, and he had a lot of ideas that I never would have thought of, like just Mm -hmm. simple little tweaks, like do it this way or do this like that, and then just um, like this melody line is a little too busy. Play it like this instead or try this. um, Yeah, and he played bass on one of the songs, so that's cool. Totally um, cool. But, uh, I think
1: it's good to get other people's opinions. Yeah. It's hard for me. It took me a while to like trust myself even enough to like asking someone, what do you think of this mm. is torture for me because I'm like, this I'm the type to be like this sucks, this should never be played out <laughs> loud. Um and then I finally got better at that. But I also think it's good just to, because sometimes you're harder on yourself than you mm-hmm. need to be. So sometimes people can be more critical than you want them, but yeah. sometimes people can be like, no, this is pretty good. And if you're feeling stuck on like, this song sucks, or I, can't, I don't know where to finish this song, if there's somebody you trust, whether or not they're like a family mm-hmm. member or a fellow musician to just be like... Could you give me your honest feedback on yeah. this? Because usually, if you perform it or at like your youth group, everybody's nice. Um, unless you're like
0: in the like East that's Coast. It's really hard to get. It's, it's hard to get open, honest feedback. Real like feedback. Sometimes they'll just say, yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or like, uh, what? in my town, I live in Fort Collins, Colorado. We have like songwriters groups. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they exist where you go yeah. and try out your new material mm-hmm. and there's a little less pressure. Cause you're like, this is a half written song. Might be bad. This is a half written song. I open your f- open up to feedback. And, um, I myself have never done that cause I'm scared to death of hearing what people <laughs> specifically think of my work. But I also think we get caught up in our own criticisms and our own mm-hmm. self doubt. And for me, I need to like have it somewhat finished. I like to perform it at least once. Like even if it doesn't feel quite right Mm -hmm. and then performing it is sort of like telling someone a secret and Mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, am I ashamed of that secret or does it feel good to have like Mm -hmm. gotten it off my chest? And like the first performance feels like the moment my song is born. Mm. And then from there I'm like, I think I like it as is. I think it's okay. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, no, I felt really weird about that one line that I felt really weird about when I was writing it. (laughs) So I think we need to work on that one line. And that's hard for me as a like a professional recording artist because the second I play a song out live, it sort of feels like I'm giving away the goods. It's kind of fun to like keep them secret. Well, yeah, and it's fun (laughs) to keep them secret. So then, like with the album buzz, you can be like 13 new songs. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't want to play them out all the time. Yeah, Yeah. or have them be old news before the album even Mm. comes out. But, uh, I think. Yeah, I think writing is so varied for all types of people. I don't know what it's similar to, you know, like something that requires skill and everybody does it in their own way. Maybe yeah. cooking.
0: Like I don't know. I feel like cooking has very cooking ru- is a little more straightforward. Rules. Yeah. There are like numbers
1: and degrees and temperatures. Maybe
0: painting, painting? it has gotta be something creative, right? Painting's also really hard for me. I don't know. Almost I feel like I'm not a painter, but I feel like it has pretty good rules in place for For how to do it well, but it's still kind of up to the person. Don't use black for the sky unless you are doing something, you know? Unless you're
1: a warped guy who needs (laughs) therapy. And that happens. Kevin.
0: (laughs) Kevin. Um, Like with Picasso, don't paint faces like this unless, you know, and it's like there's a specific reason why it's like this. Um, Yeah. Did you know
1: about, I'm going to change the subject. Is that okay? I do this project called the 24 Hour Album. Have you heard anything about that?
0: I heard about that. Yeah. It's pretty impressive.
1: It's pretty crazy. Um, I challenged myself. Seven songs? It's, I can't it, remember. The, I don't make a rule for myself. Okay. I just try to get as close to as many songs realistic. as I can I mm-hmm. think the first year I got like eight or seven and okay. then the last two years I got six so I've done it three years in a row okay. I just take one day and try to write as many songs mm-hmm. as I can fully produced I mean like well recorded mm-hmm. um, so I stay up all night and I live stream some of my process and get suggestions from the fans who are watching and then put it out almost immediately onto Bandcamp yeah. where people can download it so it's sort of like we write an album together mm-hmm. and they watch the process so it's mm-hmm. a really cool way to involve the fans but they serve to me as like um a cheerleading section and they're Mm -hmm. like you can do it keep going this sounds great or like we don't like that line or you could try this chord progression and it's all over like a chat room so Mm -hmm. um and some of their suggestions i take some of them i don't but um the process of that is kind of freeing because just like you asked earlier um, like, how do you get started or how do you get unstuck? You said something mm-hmm. similar to that. It's like yeah. there's no time to worry too much about, should I say brown here or should I say mahogany here? You know what I mean? It's like what um, like what feels best and mm-hmm. go with it. And if there's more time, you can go back and edit it. But um, it kind of releases you from uh, the preciousness of mm-hmm. taking it all too seriously. That being said, I generally don't love the songs after i'm finished with them mm-hmm. maybe because i torture myself and just stay up all night with them mm-hmm. but also cuz they feel slightly disconnected from what i would usually write yeah. they don't feel like, like my hurried. story they feel hurried mm. um they feel a little bit like we swept everything under the rug but we're still like but we should like organize that stuff it's and put it something. away or throw it out <laughs> um so i've yet to go back to any of those songs and okay. um rework them out yeah, i was going to ask i have the potential to do that but i've always just kind of liked to let them sit and exist you know like I had a wild mm. crazy weekend in Vegas. And what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Happens on band camp,
0: so. <laughs> I love
1: it. New 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 tagline for band camp. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean, and and it's taught me a lot about how I work as a songwriter mm. to a- allow people to watch me write songs was awful. The first year I did it, I felt very uncomfortable and Mm. I felt like they were criticizing me when they would suggest stuff. Mm. And then I had to go, no, no, they're not criticizing you. They're just offering suggestions and helping you. Mm -hmm. You could take some of their suggestions. And so what started as a watch me write an album, I'm the best woohoo, became like, let's write an album together. Mm -hmm. And like the third year was like, cool. Yeah. This is almost for them as much as it's for me. And then we have this little project that we, those who tuned in to the 24 hour album, sort of feel like they made it with me and I mm. feel the same. So it's a cool, weird project. Yeah. It's it's a very different way that I than I write when mm-hmm. I'm writing songs um, that I usually write and feel like connected to and put on an album. But mm. it's a way to flex the muscle.
0: Yeah. And sometimes definitely. I worry if
1: it if it's helping or sort of like mm. shifting my brain out of out of the like the right track.
0: Yeah. Well it's gotta it's gotta be worth something. Forcing yourself to create. I don't know if it's always good for me because I do that sometimes, not 24 hours, but just where I'm, you know, I'm deliberately forcing myself to make something, write something, you know, try to expand some melodic idea for a song. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it helps, but I never, I can never pinpoint exactly how, just the fact that I'm creating something, it's like I'm flexing my creativity muscle or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of music you make
1: a lot of music I make a lot and I feel like I've gotten good enough at songwriting that I can just kind of flex the muscle mm-hmm. somewhere like a runner just goes out for yeah. a jog or something versus mm-hmm. running a marathon and that's great that's a great skill but I really like and prefer to write like music that I'm connected to mm-hmm. and feels like true to my story and the things I want to say and talk yeah. about and that's where it starts to get difficult when you really get into it mm-hmm. and you're like, what I want to say is this and what I want it to sound like is this, as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, I'll just play C, A minor, F, and G and, like, do a little <laughs> ditty, and cool, I wrote a song. But when you start to get more fine-tuned mm-hmm. into your style and, and who you are as a yeah. performer, I think it gets exciting, more exciting mm-hmm. but more difficult. And I've been doing it for enough years now that I'm like, wait, who am I and what do I want to say now that I've been doing this for 10 mm-hmm. years? I feel like the story has slightly changed. Yeah,
0: But... Okay, so really quickly, because you've written so much music and it's primarily all on the ukulele, um, I was wondering if you could speak on just what you think the ukulele should do in a band. What is its space and its role? For me, I never really care so much for people who just play chords and sing, even though that's awesome by itself, you know, the fact that you're making music. And I'm always trying to pursue, like, what can it do that is, you know, like when I listen to music with guitar there's always some little riff in there or Mm -hmm. sparkly things um with piano there's always some ornamentations you can do and of course the way those two instruments sound will fill a certain sonic space in your song so what is that what is that space what's the home of the ukulele for you in your yeah for me in my songwriting
1: songwriting, i kind of use it as the rhythm instrument Mm -hmm. um, because that's how i would play it if the band were removed Uh. But I, um, this is something I want to work on as I'm mm-hmm. pushing myself to get better at the instrument. I would love to use it to sonically take up a space that has more potential for mm-hmm. melody and carries some of the weight of the prettiness, not just yeah. um, like the underlaying brick, the foundation of the song. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think depending on who's playing it and how they're playing it, the ukulele can serve a lot of purposes. I use it pretty straightforwardly um, as, as my simple accompaniment to my songs. And Mm -hmm. like I mentioned before, my voice is my strongest Mm -hmm. um, instrument. So I, I play that more often than Mm -hmm. I do the uke, if you will. But I think within that you can um, do that's, that's why learning more about left and right hand techniques are important Mm -hmm. because you can spice it up. You can, you can use it to highlight moments, whether or not you're telling a sad story or a happy story. And, I just did a singing workshop this morning that's like the ukulele is a tool that will make your voice sound stronger Mm -hmm. if you use it carefully. So um, the uke, I mean... In my songwriting, it's all I have, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to be uh, both soft and loud and mm-hmm. fast and slow and finger-picked and strummed. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing in a band and have the potential to really let it sh- have the spotlight and mm-hmm. the rest of the band can keep the rhythm, I think it serves as a beautiful uh sparkly piece, Mm -hmm. a show piece. And that's, what's really cool about these more advanced players like Craig Chi and Sarah Mm Mazel. They can, they can solo on the ukulele as good as a guy on a guitar could. Mm. So we're, we're used to seeing, uh, somebody shred on the guitar yeah. but people in our market can shred on the ukulele and go, right Oh, I didn't know the ukulele could do that. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that there are people out there, um, really ripping it up cause they're giving like a new name to what the ukulele can do. And is. it's an instrument for musicians, mm-hmm. it's not, a, it can be a novelty and it can yeah. be very approachable and easy and friendly. Um, but if you take it and run with it and are an advanced player and get really good at it, you can do as much with it as any other yeah. musician. Have you ever heard of James
0: Hill too?
1: Yeah. He does like,
0: like my best friend. Wow. You <laughs> love him. You,
1: Kevin and James sitting in a tree. Um, but he does stuff that, you know, he'll put like a comb in there and a piece yeah. of paper and he it's makes it sound nice so like much. a, like a beat box. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's cool and and you could do that with a guitar you could do weird stuff with all Mm -hmm. it kind of instruments it just takes uh creativity and passion and whoever is picking it up to do that
0: i love uh introducing james hill or uh, jake shimabukuro's music to new ukulele players or even players they've been playing for a while and they just didn't know and it's like it's always that feeling of like i didn't know you could do this This yeah amazing it's incredible. Well, uh, we Danielle, it's been an honor to talk to you about songwriting. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Abe. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin, we miss you. We love you. We'll give you a call out right after this podcast ends, buddy.
0: Love you. <laughs> right. So that's going to do it for today. There will be two more episodes. From this Allegheny ukulele soirée special, so stay tuned for that. They're gonna be great. As always, you can find all the information about my guest Danielle Ate the Sandwich in the show notes. All links to buy and hear her music, see where she's touring next. Um, definitely go and check her out. If you want to support me or the show, if you like what I'm doing, please let me know. Send me an email. Uh, Leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, Just tell a friend about this. Teach someone how to play the ukulele and how to listen to podcasts. And uh, I hope to meet you soon. It's kind of amazing to see all of the countries that this podcast has been reaching. Just as a quick hello to everyone from the United Kingdom Canada, Australia, Japan, Germany, New Zealand, Finland, Belgium, and there are so many other places. It's kind of incredible. Um, so, yeah, if you are playing ukulele and you've learned something from this, uh, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me, and until next time, aloha. Ukulele,